0: Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Millennial Homemakers podcast, your resource for all things home hostessing, and more. We're your hosts, Jackie Alexander and Jacqueline Humble. Hello, welcome back to the Millennial Homemakers. Long time no talk. It has been almost two years, and we are glad to be back. Two years. We we had some last year. We had like. Maybe three episodes last year. Yeah, I guess so. Some big ones that we were excited about. We got to talk to Emily Lay, which I will jump back on the podcast to talk to her for sure yeah COVID just was not good podcast content no it was boring and we didn't think you guys wanted to hear about
1: it all of our like favorite tv shows had like COVID seasons and I can't tell you how many Grey's Anatomy episodes I stopped watching (laughs) this is us episodes there was just a lot going on that it was like I want to watch this to escape I don't want to hear about it and there wasn't a lot we could talk about I feel like during COVID. So we took a little break and we've had some major life changes since then as well, which has kept us busy, not recording. So we kind of wanted to share about that. Exactly.
0: And before we get into it, there's been no like rift in our relationship I know there's always, maybe not. Oh, for yes. us. There's like rumors for when people like just stop abruptly doing things, but we start every day by text- texting each other our Wordle, so we're good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were like, do you think people think we like aren't friends anymore? <laughs> no one said that, but we were like, well, we should probably say like it wasn't a us, a, a relationship issue, which right. is a very thing. And that's something that I think has made our podcasts um, successful because Mm -hmm. we appreciate the listenership that we have had. And that is because we are genuinely best friends. We put that friendship above the podcast Mm -hmm. and we always will. And I think that, yeah, there's no drama, especially when there's two girls. I feel like people can think there's drama, but there's really no drama. We just COVID and, Major life Life. things. So yeah,
0: Jackie has the most exciting life change. Yes, I've had a major job change. I am now a mom, and I am primarily a stay-at-home mom. I do some freelance content marketing, but if I were to just meet you randomly and you asked what I did, I would say I'm a stay-at-home mom. Our little girl was born July 23rd, um, just after midnight. Her name is Andy May, and she is nine months now and just moving everywhere. Um, but you may have noticed if you follow me on Instagram that you have not seen pictures of her and that's very intentional.
1: <laughs> she is adorable and I love her so much. And All yeah. her
0: little coos. She's napping right now. Yeah, <laughs> she is napping. Our, our recording schedule is now based around Andy's nap schedule. So that's great, but very doable. I don't know yes. what we're going to do
1: if I have a kid or if you have two kids, it might be a little bit different, but we do intend to come back and resume regular content again. So I'm mm-hmm. really excited about that for the podcast. But yes, tell them why they haven't seen Andy.
0: I She's very cute. So, <laughs> thank you. That's another thing that can come up in conversation. Maybe not with strangers on the internet whose podcasts you listen to, but if you have acquaintance, acquaint, I can't say that word. Acquaintance. Thank you. If you have those <laughs> that that don't share pictures of their children, there's always that question in the back of your mind that are they embarrassed by them are they not cute and it's it's none of those things i think is something like really wrong Wrong. with the
1: baby like does it have some sort of defect like is something there's Mm something oh there must be some reason they're not sharing i feel like i've heard that from other people like oh i you know i bet their baby's not cute it's like are you serious i can't believe
0: that someone would say something like that which first of all every parent thinks that their baby is the cutest in the world. So it's definitely never going to be that. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> um, but it's, it's none of those things for Andy. We just really want to keep it private. We want her to be able to decide how much of her life is on the internet. It's going to be on the internet. I don't think there's any escaping that for her, but we want to prolong that as, as long as possible and really let her decide. So it's just better for us um, better for her. If we just don't share anything and one day we might share like formal family photos but we just we haven't quite gotten to that point yet and
1: something that you and i have talked about mm-hmm. a lot with this topic and again we've said it before we'll say it again we're never going to be like a mom podcast right. we are a homemaking cooking we've added some fashion that kind of stuff mm-hmm. Home decor, that's the podcast content that you know and love and can expect from us. But this is
0: a very (laughs) interesting kind of topic, I think. It was an easy decision for us to make, partially because – Drew does not like social media at all. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also really made me think about how much I share of my life on social media, especially now that so much of my life revolves around Andy and I feel like I have less content. Um, So it's just, it's really made us think how much is out there and how much we want of her life to
1: be out there. For sure. And you and I like talked about this because we both kind of share a lot of the same concerns. I know myself and I am a private person like you you really I have never posted like albums of my wedding photos and not that other people you know not that it says anything about you if you do but I feel like I share so much random day-to-day things like you Mm -hmm. might know what I ate for dinner every single night this week but (laughs) you don't know things that I really hold near and dear to my heart you won't see a lot of photos of. so but you know I have shared like the hero shots from the wedding but Mm -hmm. you're not going to see like all my wedding photos because those are mine. And I want that to mm-hmm. that was a really important private thing in my life. And I like yeah. to, you know, keep some things to myself. And same thing with my kids. I feel like I will share pictures of them because let's be real, I think they're going to be adorable <laughs> and I won't be able to control myself. But
0: I'm not going to be sharing. It is difficult.
1: Yeah. And I and I don't I don't intend to share Tons of photos. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Y'all know I love the royal family. Mm -hmm. And today was Charlotte's birthday. She's Um, seven. I can't believe it.
0: I feel like I know her personally that I feel like I can't believe she's
1: seven. (laughs) Princess Charlotte. And so she is such a cutie. And her mom always releases photos on her birthday. Mm -hmm. Portraits. They might have a portrait for like Easter or Christmas. Stuff like that. So that's the kind of photos that i plan on sharing. Mm -hmm. Um, But Jackie, you take a lot of photos of her that you're just not sharing. So what are you doing with those photos? So it's not that you're not
0: documenting, you're just not posting. Exactly. And for, for a lot of the same reason, I like how you described your wedding, where that's something that's very near and dear to you. So you don't want that to be in the public. We have set up a Google Photos album that we mm-hmm. have shared with our family and our closest friends. So that way they still get those updates, especially people that don't live around here, like Jacqueline, who aren't seeing her on a regular basis. So that way we can still share those exciting updates, those adorable pictures, but it's a lot more controlled of who we have access to. And if we ever find out that someone shared that picture, we could revoke that access if we you know, we felt like it was carried away. <laughs> so another
1: thing that I thought was really interesting is Um, when I kind of pitched my philosophy on sharing like, okay, I'm just going to share, you know, her first day school picture or Mm -hmm. her birthday picture or something like that. So what did, what was your kind of response to that with your family members?
0: (laughs) Well, the problem with that, yeah, it's, how to explain to them, it's okay for us to post, but it's not okay for you to post or you to share. And so that's mm-hmm. right now, that's why we're not posting anything because that's that's a sticky conversation and how to explain, I'm not going to make this where you can share it. I, I don't want you to share this picture on your own post. Because so when Andy was born, Drew's mom <laughs> texted a picture to her family as she should and Included the caveat they don't want pictures of her online, and she immediately gets back a text message from one of her sisters that's grandma just posted it online, we're taking it down now. <laughs> she posted on Facebook, right? Yes, yeah. So, and then also, you've had a few leaks. <laughs> we have, um, we went to a friend's daughter's first birthday party, um, and we have three girls where one of one of Drew's family friends and then one of Drew's cousins had baby girls not long before Andy was born. So they're you know the three amigos. Um, so we took pictures of them and I was on Facebook and realized no I didn't even realize. Drew's cousin texted me and was like I don't know if you know this but these pictures. And I'm like oh no and I realized I didn't tell the person that was throwing the party that we were keeping her offline. I had posted about it on Facebook but that was several months before. I don't expect her to remember every. Everything that I post, if she even saw it, it was a little awkward to have to ask her to take it down. But I I now have to think when we're in a place with people that don't know that we have that rule, that I can say, Yeah, you can take a picture, but please don't include this. That's something that I think people are going
1: to have to get just realize more and more. Um, Mm -hmm. especially like, let's say Andy is in a ballet class, yes, with kids. Because I know I have friends whose kids are in different dance studios or different Mm -hmm. activities and it's like i mean maybe they got permission from every single parent in the room but probably not
0: no they didn't think
1: about it right so like just put little hearts over their Mm -hmm. faces or something you know i mean there's a way to 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 post about your kid without posting about other people's kids and just know that people might be sensitive to it and and nothing is wrong with like we're not saying that this is the correct thing to do this This is just what we decided
0: was best for our family
1: Right. So it's yes. an interesting thing. I don't know. I, I'm forever thinking more and more about like mm-hmm. f- what we're going to do.
0: And yeah. It's something our parents didn't have to think about. We, we mm-hmm. have grown up online, but very much our decisions to grow up online and it wasn't our parents' decisions to put us online. And so he, they had just as many photos, but they were physical photos. We're now well, okay, that's true. We probably have a lot more photos because they're not physical Um, But there's a lot more things that you have to think about now that the internet is so widespread. Okay.
1: But I do want to see Andy's first birthday is coming up and I want to see her decor pictures.
0: Yes. So, and that's, we shared, like I shared her nursery. It's on our blog. I will make sure to show those pictures. Um, I won't share the theme yet. You know, Jacqueline, but I won't share it yet. So it's a little more of a surprise when you share it. It's cute. So I'm excited about that.
1: Okay. So Jackie is a mom. Again, Mm -hmm. we're not going to be a mom podcast. No. It's a part of your life and it's affecting different parts of your life. And I have a new title as well. And I mm-hmm.
0: am a landlord, <laughs> which you expect it to be a landlord of some degree eventually, but not in this way. Right, exactly. I always had some like grand Airbnb esque
1: dreams because I think it'd be so fun to decorate little places for people to stay. But we moved to Florida. If you don't follow me on Instagram, that might be a total
0: what? <laughs> and if you do follow Jacqueline on Instagram, it might be, oh, you're not just permanently on vacation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, we
1: did move to Clearwater, Florida, right outside of Tampa. But yes, we still did a kitchen renovation. So kind of getting into that, I wrote down some notes so I wouldn't miss anything. <laughs> Jordan jokes that we retired early. <laughs> By moving down here, but no, he took a job down here. He kind of started being headhunted by this company, and they called him and wanted him to interview for a job in Dallas. And he said, No way, I don't want to move to Dallas. I would have moved to Dallas. I like Dallas. I love Um, Texas. Yeah, me too. And so it's too landlocked, I think, for him. He and they said, Well, what about Tampa, Florida? And he was like, Okay, that kind of started the conversation. (sighs) Mm -hmm. And at that point, we had full a full gutted kitchen. Okay. Yeah, there was fully, no turning
0: food. There was no going the like cheaper, quicker route. Like you were d- no. committed. All the cabinets were out. So originally, when we started the kitchen
1: renovation, I thought we were just going to be replacing the countertop and the flooring, doing a backsplash, and updating some appliances. So my plan was to and like replace the sink stuff like that. But my mm-hmm. plan was to keep the layout how it was. With the old cabinets because it is a small, unique space. Mm -hmm. But actually during Jackie's baby shower, (laughs) (laughs) I was getting texts from my husband that same day saying, hey, I don't think we can save the bottom cabinets when they were demoing the floor, there was something they were taking out of the cabinet. I don't remember what it was, but it was something with, with the cabinet. Like, I don't think we can save them. So maybe they were like all connected. It was, I think we were, might have we were have related gonna, to trying to get the dishwasher. Yeah, We were, we were adding in a dishwasher, which we didn't have before. I've talked about that many times on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And so what, yes, what we were doing is we were moving over some drawers. We we're going to, move over like one bottom cabinet over to the other side and have the dishwasher in between like the sink and those drawers. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't going to work. So basically all it was custom made, maybe by a homeowner or a carpenter or something Mm -hmm. to fit that space. And all the cabinets were connected. It was an old house, but we don't think those cabinets were like original to the house, but it was a 1920s house.
0: If they were original to the house, I think you would have done more to try to save them. Yeah, yeah, I don't, well, well, they, I
1: mean, maybe could have been original, but it just wasn't like, it wasn't a like super a high quality.
0: great 1920s aesthetic.
1: Yeah, no, no, it wasn't. It, they were very plain cabinets, um, and had some weird scallop detail mm-hmm. over the sink. That was weird. It was just kind of weird. Yeah. They weren't like anything <laughs> special. We ended up having to replace, everything <laughs> in the kitchen. It was fun. We went with these cool checkerboard floors. Now I'm seeing checkerboard floors all over the place. And this, I was mean, you started a trend, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> My mom said, you, you're always on the cutting edge, is what she said. And she <laughs> I love that. Saw I had posts and stuff. And I was like, well, that's a compliment, but yeah. I love it. So we did like a kind of slate and marble checkerboard, both um, just tile, but you know, faux Mm -hmm. marble because it's stands up better to the floor. We did a real marble backsplash. We did butcher block countertops and we did all soft clothes cabinets that we built ourselves. They were real hardwood cabinets that we got online and assembled everything. And it turned out beautifully. But when we were like 90% done with the kitchen is when Jordan got the phone call with the offer. And the offer was even better than we originally expected. And it just kind of felt like really the Lord was giving him this opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so we agreed to move to Tampa without ever having visited.
0: (laughs) Because it's not like you can say we can't move because we have a brand new kitchen in this house that we were not planning on living in forever anyway. (laughs) Right. Right. And it just, honestly, I'm really at peace about
1: it. Whenever I told people we were moving, they said, what about your kitchen? Mm -hmm. I mean, literally was like, and it's like, it's a kitchen. It's a kitchen. It's okay. Sure. Would we have done things differently? Yes. Would I have bought, you know, less expensive things? Not that we went all out. We really did right. it on a budget and we did the work ourselves. We just had a plumber and an electrician subs, but everything else was ourselves.
0: And those are those are subs that you need because if you try to do something and mess it up, it can be a lot more expensive than just hiring the person in the first place. And dangerous too, and especially with electrical. Yes. We actually Yum. ended up yes. electrocuted himself before doing electrical work. So yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We actually um, ended up rewiring almost all of the house during that process, which it needed. It it was old. When we were going in the walls to move the sink, which was a whole thing, we found razor blades, which that was because that the kitchen actually backed up to our bathroom and that was like a a, um a blade
0: chute would be in the bathroom which I remember when you sent me the picture and I went on like a google search Uh because it's what I do and that's such an interesting concept and it was fairly common and it seems so dangerous I don't know why no don't you have just a trash can
1: I know. It just was like, oh, let's just put the razor blades in the wall. This seems yeah. normal. So, yeah, we found a lot of razor blades. And then we also found horse hair installation, which was really cool. So it was fun doing a reno on an older home. We mm-hmm. totally had to rebuild subfloor, which was very interesting. Um <laughs> just lots of quirks at the house and I feel good about it because the house is better than when we bought it now um, mm-hmm. and since which is always cool yeah since the kitchen was so updated for renting it to someone we wanted to update the bathroom as well because the bathroom wasn't in great shape and now we finally have people renting that are actually family members that were looking to try a new scenery versus they are uh, living they're from mm-hmm. New Orleans and we have a lot of family on the mountains and we were like, well, we're moving, but you know, this other mm-hmm. family member had voiced possibly wanting to live on the mountain. And so we offered it to them and it turned out to be great timing. So, really, and that was another thing that I was like, okay, I feel like things are falling into place. Mm-hmm. The Lord is providing in ways that are very unexpected and it just yeah. is working out. We're getting a lot of green light. If you haven't read Matthew McConaughey's <laughs> book, <laughs> Green
0: Lights, have you read it? I have not. I need to. I oh, love it. You need to. I haven't recommended it to you. I'm surprised. Um, you, I think you have, because okay. I think you have whenever you read it, and I just haven't. I definitely recommend listening to it, because he reads it. and That's exactly, I think, why you recommend it to me, uh-huh. because I don't usually listen to audiobooks unless it's something I've, I've listened before, and you're like, no, this one, don't even try to read it. Listen to yeah, it. Yeah, definitely listen to it, because he has a, obviously a great voice, and he talks
1: about in life how you'll get green lights and red lights and a red light doesn't mean no it just means not now and kind of Mm -hmm. you know going until you get green lights and you know when you're on a roll and that's how this move felt so not that we didn't have our own obstacles obviously wasn't super ideal but no I have not lived in a totally finished kitchen after we left we had some paint some trim work done and then grouting of the backsplash that I had put up on my birthday (laughs) actually, <laughs> before we knew we were moving. I, he said, what do you want for your birthday? And I said, to finish the backsplash. So we worked on the backsplash all day. I mean, we're at that point in our lives where that's a great birthday. Well, it was really fun too, because we had different friends stop mm-hmm. by to
0: bring me like
1: flowers and presents mm. and just, you, know, like like you can't little... leave
0: until you uh, install a piece of tile. That's what
1: I did. So then I had every friend, like, you know, I was like oh, mo- that's special. dirty with the mortar and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, put a tile. So uh, different friends got to contribute. So it's just really sweet and special. And it's nice that we are renting to people who I know will take care of it. And they actually were – up from New Orleans during Hurricane Ida mm-hmm. when we were working on the kitchen, and the husband helped a lot with our butcher block countertop. Because I say Jordan, and I did everything ourselves. We also were under the instruction of one of Jordan's uncles who mm-hmm. has been a landlord of a lot of different properties and he's very, very handy. So mm-hmm. everything we did was under his advice. So I will, I'm not trying to say like, you know, we're like amazing and did all this stuff ourselves. We did have really helpful people in our lives. And this other um, family member, he is very, very handy as well and has worked with wood before. And so he helped us a lot with the butcher block part at the counter.
0: And um, I feel like that's the ideal – first tenant because they can help finalize those things, especially because you did the bathroom while you were living in Florida, right? You were not living through that one. So having lived through a renovation and also done it from out of state, do you have a preference? Are they just both terrible? I would not want
1: to, I don't think I'd want to live through a renovation again, at least not for a long time. And Mm -hmm. the other part of it too, is it's not like, I was going to ever have my dream kitchen because it just mm-hmm. wasn't a very big space. So I feel like maybe if I was having to live through something and not having to do the work and knowing that it was going to be like my forever kitchen would be a little bit different than your for now kitchen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also... If we had access to some sort of kitchenette besides the main kitchen, yes. and our our renovation lasts longer than we intended to, which my mom which has it always, does. Yeah, always says like renovations take twice as much time as you think it will, mm-hmm. and you always end up living in a
0: house longer than you think that you will as well, which I've talked to Jackie a lot about. Which much better advice than my dad's advice, which he's never actually followed as far as I know, because my dad's advice is to buy a house when it's two years old. That way, the previous, the first owner has fixed everything that wasn't quite right with the builders. Because when you build a house, there's always things that you wish had been different. And then you sell the house when it's 10 before everything breaks down. And he has never, ever followed that advice as far as I know. So your mom's advice is a lot more practical <laughs> and realistic.
1: Yeah, I like his advice, though. I think that's I like that's it in funny. Theory. Yeah, I can in theory a lot. And another thing that I will say with being like an across the state landlord is having family there is so helpful. And that is something that I have. I haven't taken that for granted. That because we have people that are on the Mm -hmm. ground, it is really helpful. And they really helped get the house ready within the time frame of us moving out, having it cleaned, and then having construction done on the bathroom, and then Mm -hmm. having it cleaned again. And just like random things that you know, if a house sits empty for a while, it needs to be fixed. So we're very thankful for. Jordan's family that has helped a lot with that, but didn't expect this. And it's interesting, but it's fun to still have that house. I don't think that we'll move back, but it's you never nice know. To have
0: that. Yeah, because, I mean, you didn't expect to move back to mm-hmm. Florida because that's where you were born. Obviously not yeah. Tampa, but um, so you never know. Yeah, I was
1: originally born in Gainesville, Florida. Both my parents went to the University of Florida and my dad worked at the dental school. After... He graduated and that's where my sister and I were both born. And I have a lot of family in Miami, which I don't think people necessarily, maybe podcast people know, but so Florida wasn't like foreign Off to limits. me, but yeah. yeah. And i totally open to the idea. Jordan loves the beach. He loves warm weather. That's why when Tampa kind of came up, he's like, okay, we'll talk about that. Never having mm-hmm. been to Tampa before, mm-hmm. but it is a major city. It's a lot bigger than I thought it was it's not as big as Miami but I don't think I would do well in somewhere quite as big as Miami I don't I, I we couldn't afford to live in the nice part in of Miami, Miami. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so, so that's how I feel about big cities too I like visiting them but I don't think I could ever live there
1: yeah, so it's nice that where we are in Clearwater, I really love St. Petersburg, which is also a very large city, which people don't mm. really realize. I didn't, um, yeah, I didn't realize that until I mean, you were down there. Yeah. yeah, it's not as big as Tampa, obviously, but it's so fun to be able to go to like a major sporting event just on a random mm. weeknight. I mean, there's so much to do. I really do love – I. I and have always been a little bit of a little metropolitan, but I feel like now I, I don't know if I can go back to a secondary city <laughs> um, because we are really loving it. But mm-hmm. we haven't bought here. We've only been here six months. We haven't experienced a hurricane season yet. So there's still a lot to learn, but it has been really fun. Another thing that has been with both of our life changes, mm-hmm. the
0: dogs. So yes. how have your dogs been adjusting to Andy? They go through phases um, because as she's moving more and making more noises and talking more, they they kind of get a little, okay, I got to see what this little creature is doing. Um, when they first came home, um, Stella, our little white mutt, we have no idea what she is, was very much concerned every time she would cry. Mac was oblivious, wanted nothing to do with her, just did his own life. Um, but now that she's moving, she's crawling Stella's a little, little more cautious. She tends to stay away. I think she's afraid of either stepping on Andy or of Andy pulling <laughs> her tail, which is something we're working on. Didn't realize it would happen this soon. Um, but And then Mac is a lot more with us, um, hanging out with us. I think he's starting to realize that Andy is part of the family and he's a very protective dog. And so I think he's starting to to become protective of her, but he's still unsure because little hands that don't know, you know, how to pet a dog versus how to grab a dog. <laughs> right. Gentle. <laughs> yes. We're working on gentle, no pulling, all of that fun stuff. But but they're they're adjusting. Also, I think Costella is the baby um, of the dogs. I think she's having a harder time adjusting because she's, wait a minute, I'm the baby. I should be getting the attention. And Max, a little more used to not being ignored, but cheering. she's not having that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he yeah. was he was the lone dog that you, and then you brought Stella in. So mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um yeah. I love I love the photos that you have sent me with Andy and the dogs Um, yes they're always so cute she's very precious and our dogs have been adjusting to Florida well I was really nervous going from having a fenced in backyard to condo Mm -hmm. life because we're in a condo but they've they've gotten their
0: potty times down which has been good good so you don't have to worry about you're in the middle of a meeting you're recording this podcast whatever and them being like we have to go right now right I take them out the same times every day so that's been good but June has
1: developed some allergies, and so she's actually on an allergy medicine. That's our French bulldog. For people who don't know, so when we started the podcast. We had a German Shepherd. She passed away two or three years ago. I don't remember the I year. Can't remember. It was before COVID. It was before COVID. Yeah, and so then- probably closer to three. Yeah. And then our cat, Hemingway, which we absolutely oh. loved, she died a year ago in January, Um, mm-hmm. was hit by a car, <sighs> very sad. And I, I did tell the podcast, but if you didn't listen to that episode. So we only had two dogs when we moved. At mm-hmm. one point, we did have four animals, <laughs> but we only had two dogs, which also was another blessing and kind yes. of like, okay, this- you know, we wouldn't have been able to move with three animals. Most places don't let you have more than two. A lot of places won't let you have a large dog either. Yeah. Oh, and that breed too. So just kind of interesting how we were more mobile uh, Mm -hmm. because of that. So anyway, our dogs have been adjusting. We have a dog park here, which is great. Um, There's a lot of different animals here obviously versus Tennessee. <laughs> um Gumbo was the harasser of chipmunks in Tennessee and actually did kill a few chipmunks. Oh Gumbo. Um, we went back to Tennessee to do some painting and stuff on the house in like January or February and Gumbo murdered a chipmunk in the backyard while we were there and we were like, okay, he is <laughs> savage and like this is not great. But Um, anyway
0: he weighs like nothing so that's just it's a funny picture to me since i wasn't there he's a chiweeney so he's a dachshund
1: chihuahua breed i mean he just anyway i won't get into details but (laughs) it was pretty scarring and traumatic for me but here in florida he chases lizards he has caught a few has swallowed two whole which really freaks me out. I don't know how he's catching them. We're just out on a leash. I might be looking at June, and the next thing you know, gumbo has something in his mouth, and I try to get it out, and he just swallows
0: it. It is disgusting. Oh my gosh! So he's he the like that's lizard a dachshund king. Thing. My parents dachshund used to do that with frogs. It's so gross. It yes. freaks me
1: out. I love lizards. I love all animals. It breaks my heart. I know it's nature, but it's like. Are you kidding me? So the lizards and then we do have snakes. Gumbo has come head to head with some water snakes. Terrifying. They haven't looked dangerous, but I freak out and I try to stay as far away from snakes as possible. And then something else that we have here, which I'm obsessed with, are marsh bunnies.
0: I love any bunny.
1: And they are more like tortoise shell fur than just Mm. like a jackrabbit or a meadow, I think they're called meadow rabbits. Do you know, just the little brown ones. I know what you're- Yeah. So they have different fur. They are more tortoiseshell than like all brown and their ears are a lot smaller and Hmm. they don't have the white bushy tail. I don't know if it's tucked under, but their tail- It blends in or I don't know, but it doesn't look like a normal rabbit tail. They look very different. They're much more camouflaged.
0: Which makes sense because I think the the rabbits that we have here, I think the white tail kind of looks like just sunlight coming through the trees. And Mm -hmm. so if they're not hidden in trees as much, then that might have stand out a little more.
1: Others live in like tall grass and the mangroves. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and then we, of course we have really cool birds. I've seen so many bald eagles, which really? is very different. I don't remember seeing bald eagles in Miami. So it must be like this, like a central this Florida area. thing. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. lots of um, osprey, of course, mm-hmm. and just the water birds and everything. But it, it's been really fun to see all the different animals yeah. and dolphins and pelicans. I, I haven't seen a manatee yet.
0: It will have to be on your, your bucket list for yes. sure. And there's places
1: that you can go to see the manatee, but it's. Mm-hmm. I think it's better to go during colder weather because they – you don't have
0: as – well, no, you guys have all the snowbirds, so I don't know.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. It's not that much cold, it's not like really cold weather, but mm-hmm. during colder weather they come to the more shallow area for warmth. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, and I've seen so many alligators. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh. <laughs> I'm like so freaked out. So Jordan works right by the Buccaneers Stadium uh-huh. and he has a pond there, and alligators are only in fresh water. Mm-hmm. And They have some big old wild gators just in the pond. It's really scary. It freaks me out. I mean, we haven't had like a gator encounter, but we have a small (laughs) pond in our condo complex. And I haven't seen any gators, just lots of birds and turtles and snakes, but no gators
0: so far. But yeah, yeah, I'm freaked out. I would only want to encounter the birds and the bunnies. (laughs) <laughs> and the reptiles. Well not besides the alligators, obviously. And That's the reptiles. The snakes. Yeah, yes. I would not want to encounter the snakes either. Um
1: we were so driving no reptiles. Just no reptiles. <laughs> <laughs> we were driving um from Miami to uh... Marco Island, which is south of here. And so we took a different road and it was like alligator alley. And we saw hundreds of gators one day. And literally, my this the hairs on my arm were like standing up straight. I was so freaked out. I mean, being from Florida, I like knew that was a thing, but mm-hmm. I didn't really realize how much of a thing <laughs> until yeah. we moved here like, really scary. So yeah there's lots of gators
0: that's my my grandpa used to live in the tampa area and every now and then um he lived on the water and every now and then there'd be um an alligator in his backyard but not very often just because of where he was but he did have a pelican friend that would join us on the boat every time i would that's a lot better a lot better than the alligator
1: yeah, lots of pelicans. They're so cool. They look like dinosaurs to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah. and pelicans are like, they're smart. So I bet it was the same one. He it definitely was. had a friend.
0: We named him. I can't remember his name, but we named him. That is so fun. Mm-hmm. Kind of back to your move in general. Um, your aesthetic before was very mountain. And that obviously doesn't work in Florida, in Tampa. So has your aesthetic changed? Have you adjusted it? How are you dealing with that? That's a very good question. Definitely love embracing
1: wherever I've moved to. Mm -hmm. So coming from Florida, really embracing Augusta and growing up there and all the fun, kind of low country vibes Mm -hmm. going on. I love that. And then, but I always like, and then I took, you know, when I moved to Tennessee, it's not that I like neglected that. I feel like I took certain parts of that into my style still. Mm -hmm. And then just embracing living on a mountain in Tennessee. There's so much fun, (laughs) fun stuff about that. Really cooking with local ingredients, trying to incorporate whiskey into things like Mm -hmm. syrups and stuff. So, and then again, you know my home decor style was very to try to be true to that area as well mm-hmm. and then yeah, you didn't that- want someone
0: to walk in your house and be like aren't we on a mountain
1: right exactly well and yeah. i've always had the coastal kind of flair i've always yes. loved the coastal life so but i've been mindful okay we live on a mountain let's right. not be super coastal so Now getting to embrace more of the coastal stuff, definitely still taking parts from Augusta and Tennessee, but I think Mm -hmm. it's just so fun to eat the local food. What are the crops around here? Mm -hmm. Adding more fish into our diet, more citrus, more fruits, Mm -hmm. Um, just kind of Mediterranean, I guess you would think with like the fish and seafood. Yeah. Yeah. I could be pescatarian. I could never be vegetarian, I
0: don't think, but pescatarian wouldn't be out of the question for me. Same, I could eat fish so often if, yeah, if the fish around here were better. Yeah,
1: I love, love, love fish. It's been fun to incorporate those things into my life. Of course, your life changes when you move, there's a lot of things that you don't like. I was mentioning June's allergies, different people Mm -hmm. will have different allergies in different areas, and your style might change, but that's okay. You can still be true to who you are Mm -hmm. with this new aesthetic. And I think it's fun to lean into it. So, And it's also a great
0: opportunity to have maybe not a complete fresh start as far as decorating goes, but to kind of say, well, what would I have done differently if I had wanted to start over in the living room or whatever? Um, Now you have an excuse.
1: Right, for sure. And also being in a smaller area now Mm -hmm. and we're in a one bedroom apartment, so what we could only bring certain things with us yeah. and we bought new some new furniture. So it's, it's been fun, good. but it has changed a little bit. I think it's good to still take those different part, like style. You can have different influences in your life and you can mold, like melt them together.
0: And we've talked before about how like your home is a reflection of you. And so by even if you embrace that coastal because you still have brought some of those um, influences from Tennessee and from Georgia, it's very much your home and no one will walk in and think it's a cookie cutter home, think it's someone else's. It's very much Jacqueline and Jordan.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Thanks for saying that. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> but it is it, it has been fun as well. Um, uh, another thing that I've been – I've not just been embracing – coastal things in my decor. My uh, Obviously my fashion's changed a little bit because it's hot here. Hot. <laughs> yeah, Even into like my beauty routine, I've been doing this seaweed mask at night and I've been eating more uh, algae. Like there's just stuff that I've been kind of um, embracing a more mermaid lifestyle, if you will, <laughs> of being by the water, drinking a lot of water, just all these different things I've been kind of mindful about with this new change. So we have a lot of content though, because of all these life events, I feel like it's a great time to bring the podcast back because Mm -hmm. we have so much more to talk about. Um, What are some episodes that like, what are some topics that you're excited to bring back?
0: I'm really excited. I'm always excited about our trends episode um, because it gives me an opportunity to see what's coming up, um, what Mm -hmm. people are excited about. And I know our listeners are always excited about those too. And then just some new recipes. Um, My cooking has changed just because we have to eat a little bit earlier so that Andy's in bed on time. And so I need faster recipes, but still trying to be healthy so that we set that good example. Um, And so we're talking, we have some recipes coming up, um, just some weird, funny stories that are happening from these new changes. Do you have anything you're excited about? Homemaker <laughs> maker anecdotes. Uh, yeah, yes. I
1: we're planning one talking about. I mean, we're not going to totally ignore like the, the new way of life post COVID, and still having supply chain issues. So, talking yes. about like inflation and grocery shopping is one episode that I'm really excited about. I was actually doing research for it earlier this morning about just prices have changed, so how we're kind of adapting to that. So there's just a lot of – I feel really good about bringing the podcast back because Mm -hmm. I think there, it's a whole new world in a lot of different ways. (laughs) And I'm sure that all of our millennial and non-millennial listeners Mm -hmm. have also experienced a lot in these past two years. So it's going to be fun to bring new content for sure. Yes. Yeah. Fresh start for all of us. That is a great way to end the show. So we will (laughs) be back next week. And thank you for tuning back in and all
0: your nice messages that we've gotten Mm -hmm. throughout this pause. And yeah. Yeah. Make sure you're following us on Instagram. I'm at JBAlexander16. Jacqueline is at Jacqueline Humble. And if you want to join in the conversation off air, uh, make sure you join our Facebook group. It's the Millennial Homemakers. Right probably yes probably useful to know (laughs) yeah i think it's just called the millennial homemakers
1: we have a page too but join the group that's where we interact more so yes Yeah.
0: thanks for listening
1: talk to you later bye bye